Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry, who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, we're excited for part two with uh, Bob and Mindy uh, Penny, our very special guest out of Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, they are in your uh, new empty nest uh, mm-hmm. place that you're living in, and uh, you said you just <laughs> you just had 30 people over to your uh, house, so that must have been interesting, huh? Yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Standing room only, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, we know that you're uh, uh, you're yeah. always uh, very hospitable, and uh, they talked about uh, they met in college, uh, actually came to know Christ. Uh, as a married couple later uh, in life, they were uh, grew up and operating uh, in the Catholic space. Uh, but as they got in the Word, and one one question I had for you, Mindy, is what um, what triggered you to say I would like to get into the Bible? Uh, what what do you remember? What triggered you to pursue that? Um, I honestly, like, I can't remember a time in my life that I feel disconnected from God. Like, I feel like he always, I wrote my essay for college on, um, I was driving and I was lost and I was always lost while I was driving. No one likes or fights with navigation more than I do, but I, (laughs) I was lost and I was really in despair and, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, where am I? And there were no cell phones then, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden I look up and in front of me, there's a truck on it with, um, that was dirt overed with a, um, with a, in, you know, kind of with someone wrote in smile, God loves you. And literally I looked up and there it was. And I'm like, of course he does. And the truck was so big, but then it kind of moved and right beyond it was the sign providence this way so i, oh, I love it <laughs> so i uh and so and and back when i didn't even know this i saw this on tv and when i was really young until probably last week when i go to a restaurant with my brothers i have two brothers i would always say sing and i would start very low like todd do you love jesus and then he would have to respond Oh, yes, I love Jesus. And I would respond and say, tell me why you love Jesus. And you would have to respond, I'll tell you why I love Jesus. And then together we would say, because he loved me first. Now, I literally have been doing that. If I called my brothers and I did it, they know that if they didn't answer me, I would just get louder in a restaurant. And I just keep getting louder and louder and louder until, and I didn't care. So like, I look back on that, which I never thought anything about it, but my brothers are like, oh no, you were like, uh, you were like in it from the word go, like you knew something about it, like you knew. And um, it's really true. I I never, I'm just somebody, and I I attribute this a lot to, I think my dad, I have this women's call with C12 that we, we talk about sort of our relationships with our real father and then our relationship with our heavenly father. And mine is just so pure and loving and non- convicting and just 
I, wow. I, you know, I say to them, I, he knows every, every hair on my head. Like when I do something stupid, I look at him, I go, you knew I was going to do that. Oh, why, what, one, why'd you let me do it? Or two, like now what, you know, so yeah. just, <laughs> like, you knew. So, um, and I truly believe that. And, and for some reason, always have, I've never, I'm like the dumb little kid. I have never questioned who he is. I've never wondered if it's real. I've never, I, I'm just like stupid like that. But I just remember um, wanting more. Like yeah. it's just, yeah. he just put on my heart wanting more and I didn't know where to find it. And you know, I, it, the, the Bible I was reading in the beginning was so complicated. It wasn't like one of the new, now I have like three of them that I go through and you check off. But this was like a Catholic Bible. And it was like probably written in like old English. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And still after a time, he spoke to me through it. And I, and I think Rich to the original question, which that was a large answer for an original question, but I think that uh, I didn't have any other resource. And he was just saying, no, because you can't get anything except I'm alive in the word. That's where I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, come get me, come get me there. You do need more, you need you. And, but you're not, that's where it's gonna be. The weird thing is, is that for me, I hate to read. So the fact that I kept going back is nothing short of like a miracle. I, I, I am a, I love audiobooks. I am not a reader. Um, and so the fact that I just kept going back, knowing that, you know, I would read the first line I can ever remember reading was like fathers lying next to their daughters or something, something weird, like, you know, some weird things that were going on. And I was like, Mano, what is going on here? And, uh, and I kept going back. I just kept going back to it. I, I don't know him. I'm, I'm not kidding him one day. I wish I had recorded the day. I think I realized now how significant what it, it was in the rest of my life, what that was going to do. But I didn't realize it in the time. I was just like so joyous that I, oh, I get it. Okay, I'm getting it. Like, what now what, you know? Um, and it just kept feeding, feeding itself because you know how God speaks to you in the Bible. I didn't need anything else. At that time, I didn't need direction. I didn't care that I was in... I didn't really relate it to coming out of the Catholic church or doing anything like that. I just was like, Oh, this is for me. Yeah. This is what he wants me to do. Yeah. So that's so beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. And, uh, so as you, you know, shared last time you, you know, you journal, you spend time in the word, uh, you're in the relationship abiding is in the relationship in the vine. Uh, let's talk about, uh, how you have together, uh, started to learn what it means to discern God's will. Um, and I know we could take a, a couple examples and and uh, that really helps our audience understand the application of it um, as you as you went through the process of deciding to sell your house and move to a uh, a empty nest place what tell us about how did that how did that come together for you guys as you process that and then finding this beautiful place that you have here that is such, he's looking at me because that is such a great question because if you saw my prayers in my warrior prayer room over selling my house, it was year after year. I had this on my heart for a long time. It was a very big house. Mm. Uh, it was always filled with tons of people. Um, but I wanted to probably sell it prematurely mm. um, to what God had. And, and in our house, we always had so much room that we always had like a cousin living there or someone who is down and out or a home, a kid who didn't have parents that we would, we would house. Um, so it was, I knew God's purpose, even though it was really big. And I wasn't, once we moved in, I wasn't madly in love with it. Um, 
but I knew God had a purpose for it. So we, we kind of lived off of that, which if people walked into my house, they'd be like, you didn't like this. I mean, it's just kind of a weird thing, but it just was the truth, but I loved it for what it, it was. But, um, when we decided that we wanted to sell it the first time we got an offer, it was six years before we actually sold it. We got an offer, mm. we rejected the offer. Um, and then I pulled it off the market. Um, and then we went back and forth like that for a little while. And I kept speaking to God and I was like, I can't believe you still want me to have this house. Like I, I'm just <laughs> like, Lord, you know, and, and I didn't know what to say, what would you have to say about this? But I can tell you when I bought this house, had I been abiding and discerning, I wouldn't have bought the house because I always ask God to smack me over the head. Don't make me do too much. Like, don't, I, I need crystal clear, you know, answers and I won't move until you do it. Well, when we were buying our house, there was a one moment when they came up with it and, and we were sort of on the fence that there was an oil tank in the ground in the driveway. And we were at the maximum point place of our, our, um, of what we could afford or whatever. And God said, um, and I knew it was put there for a reason, but I just ignored it. I mean, I just mm. was like, I made it. And when I say I, I mean, this poor man had nothing to do with it. I was like, <laughs> I want this house and I'm going to get this thing out. And even though it's their responsibility and no one else will help me with this, I'm going to make it happen. And I did. And if I had ever been a buyer at that time, <laughs> I would have said, thank you for the gift of that. So when we were moving out, I was making sure all the time that I didn't do that again, yeah. right? That I was just, that we were, and so we were in unity about, um, on, on the fact that we wanted to sell the house. Um, but I would say, and I think that this is probably the truth. I was, I'm a little bit more of a prayer warrior at that time and a little bit more, writing down, Lord, like, you know, what's next? And I, I definitely just innately was writing that down. What's next? What do you have for us? Um, so interestingly, finally, we sell the house. Well, we end up selling it for the same price that the first offer was at, just for the record, um, which back then was <laughs> high. And we sold it in a, in a right time, but that clearly wasn't the right timing then. Um, so when we but then in the 11th hour, when I was looking for places to move to, I couldn't find anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Lord, this must not be because I can't go move into a little apartment somewhere. Like we can't, this is like, I need to be able to see my family. I need somewhere I can put my dining room table where we can still serve you yeah. and serve people. And so that night I called my cousin who was selling my house and I go, this is going to be a really bad inspection for these people because <laughs> no matter what it is, I'm not going to sell the house. I don't feel there's nothing there. And I know God and God will put it before me. And I know he's got, there's nothing there. And she's like, oh, don't, don't say that. Just stay with it. Stay with it. So it got back in the closet. And then um, she calls me at 10 o'clock that night and she goes, I just got a call from the guys who bought a house and after COVID, one's a doctor and one's a nurse in the hospital, they want to move out and this unit will be available. And I go, well, get me in tomorrow because we need to see what it is. And we need to make sure. And we walked in and I looked at her and I go, if you get me this, I can move out of that house. And it all transpired exactly mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, you know, God had, the, and I literally sit up and we have a sunroom that I pray in and I sit up there and I go, you knew this, you knew this was the right place. You knew 
that we were going to move here and just experience joy and contentment in our family. Mm-hmm. We have our dining room table that I would show you. It's got it's, it seats right now. It's seating 10 people because we had a party. It seats more than that. And I brought my chandelier from my dining room. So it feels very much like that, but just in a mm-hmm. miniature version. So everyone loves it. My kids love to come here. It Aww. really was the right thing, but it definitely was God moving. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know when I, I, he's on the move and then he kind of gave me no close out the chapter. You're good. Mm-hmm. We're good here. So, um, so sorry to say I did all the abiding because I don't know what you were doing at that time. We were not doing it together. Um, I mean, I, I think I think as you're, as an ingrained but reformed Catholic, I think you you grow up as a Catholic thinking that you're not supposed to waste prayers on insignificant things <laughs> like mm. you know that that you you only pray when people are sick or dying or what have you know. You know <laughs> it's so true. And even even after we were baptized in 2015, it wasn't until we went to an abiding retreat that uh, I, I understood the process of it and that there really was an active mm. there was an active process and going to neutral and saying, you know, what are you hearing or what's God saying to you? Nothing. Well, I'm hearing this. I'm not hearing that. Let's keep going on it. Um, it's just so liberating to have a uh, have a, a vertical marriage where you've got God in the center and you're you're saying we're not in this alone. And we know mm-hmm. that as Rich, you always say his will is best and none better. Yeah. I, I think even though we were we were in this process for six years, it probably wasn't until we went to New Hampshire with the Cacheros for the very first Living Waters retreat that I realized there is a process and you need to write everything that you know about the situation. And that's, I guess, also how you learn what you don't know about the situation. Right. So that's, right. that's, that's, uh, that's it. And again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not professing that we did it well or consistently, or I did it well or consistently. Um, and, 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 and clearly God was, shining on us and rewarding Mindy's obedience in that department more than mine. Uh, but it, it, um, it, we're ab- one, remember it, it, abs- it absolutely, um, is kind of a, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans because it was, <laughs> it was day to day. The offer is there. There's not an, I mean, it was, it was really, um, you know, it, sometimes if you couldn't laugh, you'd cry about it, but, um, thankfully we, had a happy ending. Happy yeah. ending. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and then I know as you, uh, Mindy, have uh, you know had a, a pretty uh, sticky situation. You have to go into all the uh, the pure details of it. But you were struggling with you know some uh, personnel issues, and uh, you know to walk us through how you process that to understand what God was actually showing you, and then and then the uh, the beautiful outcome of that. Uh, and, you know, Richie, such an important part of that process and the day we had lunch in Newport, um, yeah. and I'll get into that. But um, so at Lending Group, we have 22 employees. I had one employee in particular who really helped me. Well, I have one that's still my COO and, and partner in crime, but we had brought in this other person who um, was very significant in building out part of our business that is the main structural part. He had all the connections. He brought in all the vendors. Um, you know, um, in the, I was at an abiding retreat and I was abiding on him because I knew he was a little bit of a, a outlier, somebody that needed 
probably Linden Group as much as Linden Group needed them um, because we were able to to give him some. He came in very depressed and he was a 1099 employee for a while. And I was at the abiding retreat, the first one I did with you, Rich, um, when he was, I was making this critical decision and um, he had gotten into some financial issues and his actual house was going into foreclosure. And there's a long story behind all this, but um, we prayed over it. And I don't know if you remember that, Rich, because yeah. it was like three years prior. Yeah. And um, we prayed over it and I, I talked to Rich about, listen, I've, I've got this person, I, I think he's the right person and I certainly have a heart for him, um, uh, but I, I know he needs the Lord. He professes to know, you know believe in God or whatever, but I, I feel it and, and Rich said to me, well, you're the only one in his life who's ever gonna do this with him. So if you get him, I'll walk with you through it or whatever. So um, I prayed a lot on it, abided on it and, and went, to offer with him to come on as an employee. He, um, about three months after that, once I got to be a know him better and we had a trusting relationship, I said, I'm gonna say something, I, we were in the car and I said, I'm gonna say something really crazy to you, but um, I believe this to be true. I believe that um, it would be an awesome next step for you to really get to know Christ in your life. And I would love to walk with you in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm the only one who's ever going to say this to you. So I want you to think about it. You don't have to give me an answer right now, but I want you to understand. And he came back and he said, I believe that you are the only person who will ever offer that, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not ready. I, I'm not, you know, but I'll let you know when I am. So three years later, um, I'm always kind of questioning the character, um, but but I but I believe that this is a good man who's gone through a lot, and I believe that to this day, actually. Um, but um, but so um, in my prayers, after years of praying, and now being um, in a situation where our business is very big, very um, financially got a lot of commitments, this is a very key player for me, and as we're going into this next chapter, I'm praying to God, please show me anything crystal clear. I need crystal clear. It can't be ambiguous. It can't be black and white. I need it like your way, crystal clear to me so that I know what to do in this because I'm about to take leaps that to undo will be catastrophic. It was pretty catastrophic anyway. I was already vulnerable. I was already had not set myself up well for um, this to be for that to ever be an easy thing. So I um, abide. I am in the word. I am in my journal. I am journaling and I am asking and I'm asking for crystal clear. And at the same time, I'm I'm watching behaviors. Well, three months later, it comes to me that this person um, is doing something um, that let's just say violates every core value that I have in the company, along with my own personal um, core values. In any event, it was as black and white as God could ever give me because I pretty much knew that there was, the end was near. However, I also was still in position of fear in a way because I knew that this could very well implode my business. It wasn't something where I could just extract him um, without God's blessing, but I couldn't just extract him 
so it was a very touchy situation um but i went right into prayer and um my coo who is also a key player in c12 who has come to know christ through linda group um just got on board with me and we just i mean at four o'clock in the morning we were we were praying together i mean we were just in the word abiding asking god what he had to say and um then coincidentally i had my c12 group i put it in an open table um it was all a it was kind of a mix of of advice because it wasn't don't not do it it was be careful of the business you know they still have that business side that we were looking at that is important too um and then we went and had lunch with rich and it was newport and everyone was giving their sticky wickets and i had this big sticky wicket and it is mm -hmm. pretty much um been you know a week and a half old i think at the time and uh we went through it and rich was talking me through it and we kept putting things together and then finally rick ferris said to rich like well mindy tell them about the most important part and i'm like well what important part and he's i'm like i've told them everything he's like no the most important part and i said what and he goes that you ask god what about your journal and i was like oh yeah no i asked god to give me black and white and whatever and rich is like couldn't you have said that at the beginning i mean now you have to do it this is this is well that's crystal clear you know and and it was such a good lesson for me like no i heard it and i knew it and i still was trying to dance around the 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 mm. asking seeking and knowing um but i even walked away from that and i was like okay i know it and so i called phil and i'm like we have to do this and i'm like so now we have to put these things in play because this is happening it's inevitable then I go to prayer that night and I'm still thinking, you know, we have three months, four months, we have time. And I go to prayer that night and God says two weeks, you get two weeks. And I'm like, two weeks. And so I get up in the morning, I go back at it and I'm like, two weeks. And he's like, two weeks. And I'm like, you've got someone in two weeks. And, and, he, and he's like, I didn't say that. I said, you've got two weeks, right? So, <laughs> so um, so I went to Phil and I said, uh, some new information in my my time this morning. And now meanwhile, what's so crazy about this, at four o'clock in the morning, we're exchanging texts. He sent me a word in Joshua. Um, I was like, that's so weird. I'm in Joshua. I'm, I said, that's the weirdest thing. I said, and why? Why are we there? So 24 hours later, we have a recruiting firm set up to try to find us somebody. Um, and this is a big position. This is a big industry. We cannot say really who we are. We have to be really quiet about what we do. The guy that we have in the building is a big personality in this industry, and it's very tight knit in New England. And so we have to go through all these things. So Phil and I are just praying, we're abiding, and we keep looking at each other like we have two weeks. I mean, this could, and it could very well implode. I mean, no no question about it. This is like whatever, but we kept saying, but this is God's company. So if he wants to implode it, he's gonna implode it. We're gonna walk through that. So 24 hours later, we get a candidate and the recruiting firm is like, we're still working on it, whatever. We're like, all right, Phil meets with them for two hours. He goes, he's good enough to put through. Um, let's go out for dinner. I had the whole team come out for dinner. We didn't do the regular, you know, every day. The next day we decide, okay, he's the guy. So the guy who owns the recruiting firm, this is very construction oriented, which is why I didn't have my husband do it. But and so we didn't have time for that. So we go and um, he says, well, we have other people. You don't want to just have one. I go, no, I've got one. He's a Christian, which no, I know. I go, um, he knows the industry inside and out. 
He's from a competitor, but not in the same position, but from a competitor who's extremely well-versed. He's been in the industry for 15 years. This is it. Um, and so we bring him in. He wants the job. I ask him to have his wife pray on it before he accepts it. He goes, this is so crazy. After our dinner meeting, she already had, and she's the most skeptical person in the world. And she said, you have to take this job. This is your job. I don't have to tell you that his name is Joshua, <laughs> which I can barely get out. I'm like, it yeah. gives me so many goosebumps. So his name <laughs> is Joshua. Now, granted, this is four days from the time that I said we had two weeks. Hmm. So as we're going through it, this guy has a non-compete. You know, everything that's in the way that I'm like, no, God said this. I know, I know this is the person. This is a Christian. It's like a needle in a haystack to find a Christian man who wants to come into the business, who like who's in the business. It, it's so crazy. So we start to go through it. And then the other half of this is being honorable in the discharge of, mm. of what we're about to do. So there is a lot of cultivating around valuing what this person has done from us and 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 hating the sin, not the sinner kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and it really was, and it was on my heart. I never had a, mo I had a moment of joy that God would give me such clarity. And I never had a moment of um, anger or hatred. It was more of, oh shoot, like, you know, I wish this wasn't the case, but it is the case. Mm -hmm. And I knew it enough. I knew enough that it was there. But God being God just like did the whole entire thing. And by that two week time at nine o'clock in the morning on a Thursday, I was letting go one person, the the um, the uh, person involved. I was letting him go, who he had no idea, but we did it with love and grace and honor and value. And um, he was thankful for the opportunity. Was there was no there was no defensiveness. There was nothing. There was just he didn't see it coming at all. By the way, like totally mm. thought his value was far beyond anything that he might have done. Um, because when I started the conversation, I said, there's going to be a really hard conversation. And he said, well, it doesn't have to be. Thinking that we were going to have the conversation about the situation and that uh, it was just going to kind of be a conversation. And it, but it's you and me and we don't have to. And I was like, okay, well, it's going to be hard for me. <laughs> that was my next line. So, um, you know, but uh, so, it was seamless. I mean, the, the whole thing was so godly and um, and has and has continued to be. And when I tell you there almost hasn't been a blip mm -hmm. from this, I mean, the, the, the business is joyful, the people, but that abiding piece, I mean, it was step by step, really minute by minute. And the way God shows you through a scripture through, you know, and, and, um, you know, Bob wasn't as abiding in this. Phil and I were very in it together. Um, and really he got into the significance of, of abiding and actually we're bringing it into the company. I've already talked to him about that. I know Rich has got some, um, some stuff business-wise that were to bring unity among leaders that we're, yeah. we're going to get into. And then we'll, we'll carry it out into the more of it, but he was totally taken over by this. But every person in the business, not no one knows what actually happened besides my leadership team. But every person in the business um, is just took it unbelievably well and watched God move. It was really super godly. But our leadership team, one being my son, 
watching the way we dealt with it and dealt with it with honor and and didn't make it something that was this oh we you know it was what really moved him closer to the bible and doing what he's doing now like was him witnessing the truth of when god's company has a problem we handle it god's way that's yeah. what it is yeah so that's uh, so cool yeah yeah that's it was great. amazing yeah that's beautiful and I know Bob, you were you were very supportive of uh, the process. You know, you weren't necessarily involved in all the detail of it, but you were. I know you were very supportive and reinforcing with your spirit that yep, you're doing the right thing. And uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I started out. I started out trying to help source candidates, and I actually had found this candidate because it was a very finite space that we were looking at. And this person that she ended up hiring had run for political office, and I had said, "Look at this candidate." We have a mutual friend that has to know this person because he's in politics in that town. And my friend hadn't known who he was, but that was a good thing because politics in this area was a little bit shady. But uh, it, it worked out amazingly well. And um, being in that side, I also was incredulous that, that they didn't want to see any other candidates. I said, no, you're going to continue to get resumes, right? I mean, this is not a done deal until it's a done deal, right? And... Um, it, the, but, but I will tell you that the witness that because when the owner of the, you know, because it's a lot, he paid a lot of money in the thing for a 24 hour search, right? I mean, it's not their norm. And so when I, when he called me, he was like, you got to let us like, we got to, and, and I'm not going to ask them to discount something. I mean, it is what it is. I made a deal. I, I, everyone, you know, the, and they, they took it on. It was a little bit different from some of the stuff that they do, but they took it on. They just did. And I said, I know you think that you did a really excellent job. And I know you think that your people are amazing, but I'm just going to tell you this was God. This, yeah. had nothing to do with you. this had nothing to do with me. This I was God. It. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And I go, no, Matt, you, I've known you your whole life. You've known me. I'm telling you that we're not that good. We are not that good. This was God. I'm praying that God will talk to that business owner and send my finder's fee my way, but I, I haven't seen that yet. at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for uh, uh, sharing that, that great story, and uh, it's just a testament of what it means to just keep seeking. Uh, God is infinitely patient. Um, I'll keep showing you. I'll keep showing you. Uh, as you receive it, he said, let me, let me, let me uh, deliver to you what, what I have in mind and just be faithful, which you were, you know, and so we just yeah. encourage you to keep growing, you know, in your uh, unity and learning how to do it together and keep sharing together. And we'll have you back on and, and uh, catch up with the next saga of, uh, you know, cause you got, you got more sticky wickets that you got to deal with and it'll yeah. be, it'll be fun to see how God deals with that. And Kathy, I know you had a, a question or comment. Yeah. No, I was just going to comment um, along the lines of what you were saying, Rich, that it's beautiful. It was it, That's a beautiful example of expectation. Like everything you spoke through as you were going through the sticky wicket, you're in your prayer closet, you're asking and you're expecting an answer. Yeah. And I think that, that God grew that in you, you know, years and years of praying and listening and waiting to hear his voice. You recognize his voice in the smallest of details. Yeah. yeah. And I think all of the examples, the details you gave, even being in Joshua, taking note of these little things that God used to highlight 
I'm speaking, I'm moving, you can trust. I said two weeks and okay, no, I didn't say two weeks for this, but I said two weeks for that, you know? And I just love how you express those details and that heart of expectation, the I'm bringing it to you, God, and I know you're gonna show up. And yep. when you were looking for him, you saw him and you found him. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's just encouraging to anybody right now who is wanting, has a hunger to step into his will yep. and to seek him. Just, yeah. you know, that posture of expectation. If I could add one thing, Rich, I'm, I'm going to give you some kudos here. Um, it, this is not by accident um, in that since we went on our very first abiding retreat, you've been we've been having a phone call every other week with you, Rich. That was the uh, second abiding retreat. Faithfully yeah. um, at a very early time, Colorado time, yes. for, <laughs> for, 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 you know, an hour and a half and and reinforcing and we're in the word and you're reinforcing the process and you're praying for us and i get emotional saying it but it, it's um it's 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 not lost on us that you didn't just teach us us teach us how to do something once you've been reinforcing it and reinforcing it and we've seen the supernatural at work in your life and our life and um I just want to just want to thank you for that. Oh, amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. We the glory goes to God. And Father, we just thank you for uh the life of Bob and Mindy and their heart to follow your teaching them. You've uh demonstrated your supernatural work uh as you say in Psalm 65, all of your paths drip with abundance. And mm -hmm. I just pray that they stay on that path, continue to live in joy, and that you would guide and lead them continually in their businesses and their family. Uh, and in their marriage. And we praise you and thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Sorry about thank that. you so no, much thank you. for joining us. That was absolutely beautiful. Thanks. Love hearing your story. And thank you to the listeners for joining us. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you again next time. Yep. We'll see you. In Times Friday yep, tomorrow. We'll <laughs> thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.